word in just a moment in Romans chapter 1. And we'll be reading the first seven verses there. Mary Lou just made me aware of a special prayer request, and I want to remember that as well before we go to the Word this morning. There are some beautiful new Amazing, lovely, awesome, cool little ones with us today. And some very, 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 very proud parents as well. And some people who are really excited to see your lives today for this new little one. Uh, Chris and Lydia, real, are with us today with Elise, Noel, I hope I'm saying it right, and I found out when I first met her, she has lungs, <laughs> but I hear she's just, just great all the time. And Jonathan and Tara Ruzik have precious Jordan, and I'm not sure I'm going to say this right, Nadea. You got it. Thank you. Praise be to God for the beauty of children. Isn't that exciting? Give him a hand. <clears throat> the Lord bless you folks as you serve Jesus and you serve these children. May God use you as a testimony to their lives of your love for Jesus and for your love for one another. Amen. And I just received a note that uh, Mary Lou... Uh, mentioned to me, um, <clears throat> Addison Faith, uh, granddaughter, great not great granddaughter, great 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 granddaughter. She she has a great 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 granddaughter, right? Okay. <laughs> Doctor says that there is uh, some needs in her life, not growing, and uh, the uh, brain is not growing as well. And so we'd like to just uh, pray for Addison Faith this morning. So I think of the words that that song speaks to our hearts. And the words that we'll be reading from Romans chapter 7. I think of the uh, words that we sang earlier. I'm forgiven. Because you were forsaken. I'm accepted. I'm accepted. You, God, 
in Jesus, you were condemned. I'm alive and well. Your spirit is within me. Because you died and rose again. Amazing love, how can it be that you, my king, should die for me? Amazing love, I know it is true. It's my joy to honor you. In all I do, I honor you. I'm forgiven because you were forsaken. I'm accepted. You were condemned. I'm alive and well. Your spirit is within me because you died and you rose. Hallelujah! You rose again. Well, if uh, preludes, prefaces don't bless your heart, I would say that Romans chapter 1, verse 1 through 7, should bless your heart this morning. Could we read it together? And could we stand in honor of God's Word? Paul writing to the Roman church that he has never yet even been or visited. Uh, Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be a, an apostle and set apart for the gospel of God, the gospel he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures regarding his son, who as to his human nature was a descendant of David and who through the spirit of holiness was declared with power to be the son of God. By his resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ, our Lord, through him and for his name's sake, we receive grace and apostleship to call people from among all the Gentiles to the obedience that comes from faith. That, that means you <laughs> called from the Gentiles, you are called to experience this faith. And you also are among those who are called to belong to Jesus Christ. To all who are in Rome, who are loved by God and called to be saints, grace and peace to you from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. This is God's Word. You may be seated. <clears throat> you probably figured this out. When God began to dynamically put you together in your mama's womb, when all of that designing came to be and, and you came into this world, God had in mind that you would belong to someone. That you would belong to Him. That was His invitation. And there is this innate 
desire, innate yearning in every one of us to belong to something. To, to belong to somebody. To, to belong. And it is a tough time in this part of the year when, when you don't feel like you belong to something or to somebody. When, when you're having that Thanksgiving meal and you're all by yourself and you, you just feel like you don't belong. Well, I just want to say to you this morning, if, if you're going to be having a Thanksgiving meal all by yourself, would you talk to Mary Lou and myself today? Nobody should be alone to celebrate this awesome opportunity of thanking God together. We thank God together. We're, we all want to belong. There, there's this yearning to be a part of a family, of, 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 of something, often something that is bigger than we are. Currently, nearly 500,000 children, half a million, children and youth in the United States of America, more than 1% of our population, just at 1%, just a little bit above 1% of our entire population in the United States of America. 500,000. Are in a foster care system. These children have all entered the system because of abuse or neglect or abandonment on the part of the birth parent. Of those kids in, in foster care, between 120,000 and 130,000 are considered legal orphans and are awaiting adoption into a permanent family. For these kids, the birth parents' rights had to be terminated because they were unable to provide a safe and secure home for their kids. And now they are waiting for someone to give them a second chance. They wonder. They ask the question, will I ever belong? To someone. Folks. God speaking to you about the foster kids. In our country. May God grip your heart. And he may grip mine. But they know. There's a Christian family that will love them. You see the scripture this morning, written to the Romans, who are Gentiles, who had not belonged to a people, who had not belonged to a God, who had not belonged to a Savior. Paul is saying to them, you belong. 
you have you have entered into a family system, even if you had never experienced a family before in your life, you belong. And he says that to us, all of us who who have accepted this message of Christ, you. You belong to somebody. You're important to the king. You are loved. You, you, are, you are invited. You can come and be a part of us. Ephesians chapter 2, 17 through 20 says, 17 through 22 says, Jesus came and preached peace. To you who who were far away and peace to those who who were near for for through Jesus, we have both access to the father by one spirit. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but you are fellow citizens with God's people and you are members of his household. Build on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets with Christ Jesus himself as a chief cornerstone. In him, the whole body, the whole building is joined together and rises up to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you two are being built together to become a dwelling in which Christ, God, lives by his spirit in you. Thanks be to God. Well, this morning you're probably saying, uh, Pastor kind of changed his attire this morning. Well, I did that with a purpose, okay? I have my leather vest on. And I have my big leather Harley boots on. And I feel good about it. I heard that, Chris. You see, Mary Lou and I, about not quite two years ago, uh, made our first investment in a Harley-Davidson motorcycle. And we began to enjoy driving together. But we started to think, you know what, it would be fun, it would be great, to be able to drive as well with others. We didn't belong to uh, any uh, gangs or motorcycle clubs. And we began to think about that a little bit. And and so uh, I began to to look at different uh, possibilities. And uh, there was a group by the name of the Retreads That invited us to become a part of their group. Now, there were only a couple stipulations. The first stipulation was that you, you drove a motorcycle. And we had a motorcycle. So we could join. But, but the second stipulation was, if you noted the name, the name is Retreads. 
you had to be 45 years old or older. And last year I was just about there, so they let me in anyway. Okay? And Mary Lou and I became a part of a motorcycle riding gang called the Retreads. And I think, as I recollect about riding with the Retreads, there were some things that were really uh, interesting about them. First of all, we, we really, we felt like we belonged with them. You know why we first of all felt like we belonged? It's because they gave us the invitation to ride with them. They gave us the invite. As we began to ride with them, I began to realize that uh, we belonged because we have a we have a common interest. We we like driving motorcycles and and, and you didn't have to have a Harley. I mean, you, you could have a Yamaha or you I mean, you, you as long as it moved forward on two wheels, you could join. And so we had this this common interest. And because we had the common interest, we we felt like we belonged there. The, the funny thing that really began to help us feel like we really belonged was we continued to be invited out to eat together. And we would eat around a lot of different tables with a retread motorcycle club. There's just something about eating around a, a table together that, that just begins to say, you know what? You're, you're a part of us. You, 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 are, you are special. You, you, you need to be here. The, the, the fourth thing that I thought about about this group is that uh, with, with the retreads, With the retreads, you could share anything. Did, did you get that? With the retreads, you could totally expose yourself, be honest and real. I think Mary Lou and I, we, we learned some new things we never knew before. Our very innocent ears heard things that probably we hadn't heard for a while. But there was a genuineness. And you could really be yourself. There. And then the last thing I remember about the retreads, and by the way, the retreads write me every week. <laughs> We're here in Illinois and they're out in North Carolina. They, they continue to write. They, 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 they act as if we've never left. 
that we're still a part of who they are. The, the fifth thing I found out about the retreads is that there was this atmosphere of generosity and sharing, and I got your back. We, we, we'd share something that we needed, and uh, they say, hey, w- we can handle that. We can help you out with that. We're there for you. Got your back, dude. Now, probably half the retreads didn't know Jesus. Mary Lou and I had opportunity to be able to share Jesus with them. We praise God for that. But, but I began to, to think about that. Most all of these principles that the retreads live by, are the same principles that Jesus taught. Jesus invited us, didn't he? To be a part of his family. We, we all have a very common interest. Said so Jesus died on a cross for all of our sins. The blood of Christ brings us all together. There's that thing about eating together and sharing together. But but, but can I ask this morning, are we so genuine that we can share anything? Just kind of need to ask that question. Because if if we can share anything, it, it says, I trust you. I really do belong. Even if what I share with you is not exactly what you want to hear. And there's that atmosphere of sharing and generosity, and I got your back. Well, we, we, we belong because of Jesus. We, we belong because He opened the door for us to enter in that we could become a part of a family. But, but, but the second thing to, to keep in mind is this, that if we belong, there's a lot of folk out there who don't know Jesus who really do need to know Jesus, and they belong just as much to Him as we do. You see, we belong so that we can begin to invite them to understand that they belong just as well. Those who are not believers, Gentiles, we were all there, are invited to belong to this family of God. The same sacrifice. 
The same sacrifice that was shed for us is the sacrifice that was shed for all them. Now John chapter 10, 14 through 17 says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father and I lay down my life for the sheep, but I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen, I must bring them in also. They too will listen to my voice and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. The reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life to be able to take it up once again. As others accept, as others begin to accept the holy invitation of Christ, do they believe? Do they feel that they really do belong? I'd say, do they feel like they stick? (laughs) Do they feel they're a part of us? In 1995, there was a survey by the Barna Research Group. It was noted that non-Christians often have no clue what Christians mean when they use certain phrases. We as Christians often take for granted that non-Christians understand what we're saying. Have you ever been around with somebody and they just know a lot about something and you're just going, they say, you understand what I mean? You're just going, when really, you, you really have no clue, but you want to be nice and so you just shake your head anyway. Huh. Thanks, guys. Listen to this. of non-Christians who were surveyed didn't know what Christians mean when we use the term gospel. 63% just didn't understand the term gospel. We we believe in the gospel, but but non-Christians or non-believers, when we use the word gospel, 63%, they have no clue what the term means. Gospel. Well, Mama used to speak the gospel. It was the gospel according to Mama. And what Mama said, we had to do. Is that that gospel? 75% of non-Christians don't know what John 3.16 is. You ever see a few ball games and you see John 3.16? 75% of non-Christians say that they don't know what John 3.16 means. For, for all they know, it may be some coordinates where a prize is buried and John is guarding over it. The phrases like broken heart, I've been convicted, and get into the word. Non-Christians hear very differently. 
The problem sometimes for unbelievers is they hear an unspoken message from Christians. If you don't understand the holy lingo, you don't belong then to the holy huddle. They shake their head as though they do understand. When in fact, they have no clue at all. Why, why was Jesus so, so relevant and so key to his culture is because he explained it to the disciples who would follow him. They belong. Are we inviting them to belong? Are we speaking the language that is the language of love, but a language that is clear so that they can understand that Jesus has invited them to become a part of his family? The last thing I want to say is this today. You belong and they belong, but we don't belong. You don't belong. You're going to be totally uh, fried in the mind by the end of the day. Okay, you belong, they belong, you don't belong. I, I don't get it. You're, you're speaking in puzzles, Pastor. Well, we'll listen to this. When you belong to Jesus... You no longer belong to the snares and the snags of this world. When you belong to Jesus Christ, the citizenship in heaven is more important than the American citizenship that you may very well be proud of. Amen. You see, John chapter 15, 18 through 20 says, if the world hates you. Keep it in mind, Jesus says, it hated me first. If you belong to the world, it would love you as its very own. As it is, you do not belong to the world. But I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. Remember what I told you. A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they are going to persecute you as well. If they obeyed my teaching, they will also obey your teaching. Philippians chapter 3, 20 and 21. But our citizenship is in heaven. And we eagerly wait a Savior from there. The Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables Him to bring everything under His control, will transform our lowly bodies so that we will be like His glorious body. A farmer was walking through his woods one day when he found a young eaglet that was hurt. The, the farmer amended that eaglet and saved the eagle from the dangers of that wooded forest. 
He took it home and he put it in the chicken coop where it soon learned to eat and behave like the rest of the chickens. One day, a forest ranger passed by the farm and asked why it was that the king of all birds was living in the chicken lot with the chickens. The farmer replied, since he had given it a home in the chicken lot and had fed it the chicken food, it acted like the chickens it lived with. It was no longer a great eagle, but a chicken of the tame tame chicken lot. The ranger said it, it still has the heart of an eagle. And surely this eagle can be taught to fly. So he lifted the eagle toward the sky and said, you belong to the sky and not to the earth. Stretch forth your wings and and begin to fly. The eagle, uh, however, was confused. He, He did not know who he was and seeing his friends, the chickens walking by and eating their food. He jumped down to be with them once again. The ranger took the eagle from the chicken lot to the roof of the house (coughs) and urged him to fly again and said, You're an eagle. Stretch forth your your wings and fly. But the the eagle was afraid of his unknown self and this new world and jumped down once again and flapped his wings a little bit, just enough to get back to the chicken lot for the chicken food. And finally, the ranger took the eagle to a high mountain. There he held the king of the birds high above him and encouraged him again, saying, You are an eagle. You belong to the sky. Stretch forth your wings and fly. The eagle looked around. Back towards the way that he had come from the chicken coop. And then up to the sky. And then the ranger saw another giant eagle circling, soaring on the current of the wind above and coming towards them. As the giant eagle passed by, the chicken lot eagle slowly stretched out his wings and with a triumphant cry soared away. Into the heavens. When he saw another eagle that could fly, he knew he belonged to where he had already been called to be. When Jesus came into this world, he said to us, There is another world. That you can be a part of. Stretch out your wings. And fly. With me. You belong. And those. 
who wait upon the Lord. They will renew their strength. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and they will not faint. And they will mount up with wings like eagles. Those who wait on the Lord. You belong to Him. And the world, they really belong to Him as well. Are you inviting them to belong to Jesus? And you don't belong to this world anymore. Jesus gave you wings. When you accepted Him, will you fly with Him? Today, I really want to sing that song once again that we sang earlier. Not sure if we can get Matt here and Michelle. I'm not sure who's all here with us right now, but I, I am forgiven because he was forsaken. And I'm accepted, <laughs> I belong. Because he took it upon himself and was condemned. And I am alive and well. And his spirit is within me. Because he died. And he rose again. The moment when we sing this song. I want to ask you this morning. To be real and honest. Do you belong to Jesus? And does Jesus belong to you? Have you settled that? And you know that you belong to the King who is the King of all ages, of all time? Do you belong? Him. If you have questions about that this morning, you can know that you are invited to belong. I would invite you, if you know that you don't belong where you are right now, you belong to where He desires for you to be. You belong with the eagles that soar this morning, and you're living in the chicken lot. It doesn't have to be. That way, you belong to Him. Can we stand and sing that? If God's speaking to your heart, I invite you to come and spend some time.